0: hey moms welcome to the gather moms podcast my name is kate and i'm rebecca we've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you yes we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together we also believe we can't mom well without jesus so you're going to hear us talk about him too Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Hey mamas, welcome to episode 30 of our season three of the Gather Moms podcast where we are talking all about our home. Listen, if you need a laugh today, you are about to get the most fun you have ever had. (laughs) Because our guest today is Christina Garrett from the Momathon Diaries, and she is incredible. This woman is a mom of five. She lives in Alabama, and she's a productivity coach. Her husband is a pastor, and he owns a barbershop, and she just has so much good perspective and wisdom for us on how to run the mom race well. We laughed through this whole interview. We hope that you can hear her because Kate and I had the best time talking to her. She's got so many great nuggets of wisdom. She's real. She tells the truth, but she always brings us back to Jesus. So here we go. We know that you're going to love Christina. Hey, Christina, I am so thankful to have you with us. You know, social media can be such a mess, but it was a rabbit hole that I went down one day that led me to you, and I am so thankful for that. It was one link after another, and there I was watching your videos, and I was like, this girl gets it, and our moms would love her, and I'm so glad that you're here, and I'm so glad, I feel like now I get to call
1: you my friend. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, ladies, for having me.
0: Well, we've been looking forward to it, and we're glad you're here. So, uh, Christina, you your platform is called Momathon or Momathon Diaries, and Mm -hmm. I was curious what made you call it that.
1: Well, God gave me the idea while I was out running. (laughs) Girl, you run? um, Come on, you run like a lot or little from my house. Okay, okay, (laughs) yes. Um, I run away from home on purpose, um, but one day I think. This was probably at least 10 years ago, maybe nine. Um, My twins were small and I was out running, you know, trying to get my deep breath. I call them stolen moments. And God just started to talk to me about he wanted me to work with women. Mm. And I said, well, God, I can barely work on myself. So I feel like this is, you know, incorrect out of season. Um, But he said, I want you to call it running a -a mom-a-thon. Instead of a marathon, you're running in your motherhood journey. And so I started blogging from there and, you know, trying to just embrace and tell the truth about loving being a mother, but that all the attributes of it are not always fun. Amen. You know, I don't want to be responsible every day. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. (laughs) I'm tired
0: of getting you something to eat. Can you figure that out yourself? Are
1: you still eating?
0: Mm -hmm. That's right.
1: Yeah. So all of that and the Mamathon Diaries came from just me embracing my personal experience as a mother, um, starting out as a mama three, because um, I had my older son. When he was one, we found out we were having twins. And so literally the whole process birthed from, Listen, you know, I heard to- this thing the
0: other day about someone saying if you're going to have twins, you need to do it first cuz you don't know any different.
1: Yeah, but if you have true. one
0: kid and then you go to twins, you know what you about to get into. Yeah. You're scared. Yes. Were
1: you scared? Um, I was shocked and excited, <laughs> but I also didn't know what to expect. So you know, when you're a mom of one, you kind of feel like you had have- you sort of, kind of, oh, had yeah. it down a little bit. You yeah, know? so good. I say it takes about two years for you to bounce back. You know, to feel like, oh, you can have chicken nuggets and fries. <laughs> you know, I can just pass it to the back seat versus everything <laughs> being an emergency and you know everything so rushed. And so when my older son was two, we had the twins, and we had no family down here, <sighs> no real support, one friend around, you know, who was single and living her best life, and so we had to, you know. She w- she came over to people. your house and she was like, I am not doing this. No. Nope. Yeah, so she learned how to hold two babies at once but she got to go home. <laughs> and you know, really, it, it came from me just being exhausted, y'all. I was so tired. Like, there are no words for how sleepy I was. And my husband, who I have an amazing and very involved partner, yeah. you know, but he had to go to work. He was in school and all these other things. And I had to relearn who I was. Uh, re-embrace a different journey for myself and then kind of relearn God too, mm-hmm. you know, because you become a different person when you go to different levels in your journey.
0: Agree. So one of the things I love about what you're doing over on Momathon is you're a productivity coach. And so what does that mean? Like, what did you know? Cause I feel like I want to call you and be like, okay, look at my life. Where? <laughs> where <could I laughs> be if you? she looked at my life, she'd be like, I'm out. <laughs> There's nothing <laughs> I can do with you. Seriously, Kate knows this. If there's a productive person in the two of us, it is her.
1: Yes it is. Say it, claim you it. are
0: very productive. It's just In it's like 5-minute spurts. Well, and it's a little more scattered. <laughs> I don't know if I would say you're running a momathon so much as no. you just sprint periodically for like 2 minutes and yeah. then I'm like I'm tired. Yeah. I'm going like, to sit on the couch. Like I need more coffee. Where is the coffee? <laughs> Listen, don't don't get her started on the coffee. She drinks the spark mess. Oh, I got some spark it's so good i call it sparkle it makes me sparkle all day it's fabulous the way you
1: popped up though when she said the people on the podcast can't see you but i I get excited about my spark popped up like popcorn yes when somebody mentioned coffee but i have to say i'm the same way so we're soul sisters yes we are i'm the same way it's like oh my husband comes out the gas station with coffee it's like i want you so bad you love me (laughs) you love me you love your family (laughs) Thank it, you for my cup of coffee. That's awesome. It is. It's a gift.
0: It, it does. It it's does something gift. to your heart. It goes a little pitter patter. Yes. It's like you love me. So okay, tell me going. what you do for a product as a productivity coach. What's, that, what's Well, that
1: like? as, as a productivity coach, I work with busy women of faith and leadership and influence who are trying to get more done by strategically doing less stuff. So I like a lot that. Of time, that sounds good. You know, a lot of times we're so bogged down with um, the to do list family life um building our careers we have goals we want to shine none of you got to be a wife you know and be all saucy and you know ready for it at any given moment <laughs> she said it you know just it. Girl, you just said it girl that's so true you, have to be, you know you got to be all these different people and so how do i do all the things without burning out you know and especially now I was talking about this on Instagram Live last night about how you know New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Essence Magazine, all these uh, media publications are talking about how mothers are in crisis now. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know because there's so much on the plate, and I'm still only one person. Right. Mm-hmm. And now you guys want me to be even more of I'm every woman and teach the kids and have and execute the same way at work, at home with everybody with me, and it's just a lot. And so what I found, you know, is that many times we are not allocating our hours in the way that we could. And sometimes we're doing things that we just don't have to do. You know, if your kids can swipe up, they can clean up. If, you know, if they can. That's a sign for our
0: homes. (laughs) Christina, this whole podcast (laughs) series, we're talking about signs that Hobby Lobby should be selling for moms to put in their homes. That's a sign. Yeah.
1: If they can swipe up, they they can can clean up. up. They can clean up. I have a sign in my kitchen that says, if I'm the queen, why am I doing the dishes? Now I bought that (laughs) sign from Ross years ago, but you know, now it is ever more true because my children are, you know, at my shoulder, my my oldest son is my height now, a little inch taller. So why am I doing anything for you other than loving you? You know, (laughs) you can iron your own clothes, you can clean up all these things. So it's really about teaching our families, you know, and working together, healthy communication um, to make sure that we're doing the things that we need to do and that we want to do. You know, so often women, we end up martyrs for the cause, you know, and we go down in flames and then you're a mad flame, too, because your family is playing video games and Netflix and chilling. And you're scrubbing the floor and you're just angry. They're so mad, you know, because you're Listen, doing all Listen, yesterday
0: I went to take my son to a soccer game and I had to pick up kids, get food, find the masks. And when I got out of the mad. car at the soccer game, I was so mad. Yeah. And Greg is just standing there and I just laid into him. He had done nothing yet, but I'm like, I'm just mad because yeah. I'm doing it all and you people should be yeah. doing it. You're speaking my language.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Listen, so we can be very, we can even end up resentful of our families, you know, like, the people that God has given to make us better and sharpen us and all these things now we're frustrated with those people because we feel like they're keeping us from being great you know so I have worked with many women mothers wives who you know they want to stay up late and work on their business because there's no time throughout the course of the day to do things and you know so now they're just frustrated and irritated and they start to look at their husband you know, like, oh, he doesn't, he doesn't value my hustle. Well, I mean, he, he he's glad, if you're not paying bills with the hustle yet, it's just taking a <laughs> time.
0: So true. That's so you true. You know, my husband
1: said my jewelry making is a hobby. It is a hobby until it pays a bill. That's yeah. right, Yeah, that's right. You know, so, so for years. <laughs> You know, <laughs> Mama thought I was a hobby. Why? Because I wasn't paying any meal. Yeah. And now it's like I got the groceries this week, you know, and things like that. So that it makes a transition but a lot of times we are you know just working on things that we don't have to work on supporting people that we don't have to support and then we end up without boundaries exhausted burned out and we just want to run away from home and drive to mexico you know it's like
0: you yes. know you got to
1: come home sis yeah you have to come home yeah but now i got to get, get a to covid gone. test
0: i got to get a covid test to come home now so i, I can't be going to mexico mexico's a little less yeah. appealing right now <laughs>
1: Right, a little less appealing. He travels a little <laughs> less. Appealing. But listen, when, wouldn't you still go in the car by yourself? Oh, yes, yeah. You would risk it all, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. You would risk it all. <laughs> OK, so I, I
0: don't know if you've been listening this season, but we're talking about our homes. Mm -hmm. So I love all of that that you just said, and we're going to circle back. That's where I really want us to spend some time today is talking about mom burnout and being productive in our homes, you know? Mm -hmm. So we're talking about our homes, and before we go any further, I would just love to know a little bit more about your home, Christina. So tell us
1: where your home is and who lives in it. Oh my gosh. So we live in Tuskegee, Alabama, which is a small town. If you've heard of Booker T. Washington and George Washington Carver and the Tuskegee Airmen <gasps> yes. and the, guy, the doctor scientist who made peanut butter famous that is where we live the home of tuskegee university um small town but my husband owns a very successful business here so we have not moved away from his business because it's five minutes down the street
0: isn't he a um, barber we
1: live is uh christina in a three a family of seven in a three bedroom what'd you say is he a barber doesn't he isn't he owns a barber shop yes yeah. oh i does. love barbers so Been there since we've been married um if you guys they can't see me on camera but y'all can see me i know That's so why my husband, I- keeps Is that why you always look so
0: fly as you do your hair?
1: Yes, he's my sugar daddy and my barber too.
0: Listen, I'm telling girls these days, look, you need to marry a barber because when you start getting your kids haircuts and you're spending that much money and you're like, no, I cannot be spending my money on your hair. If I had married a barber, I wouldn't have to. Yeah. Genius. That or a dentist.
1: Braces are coming. Or, you know, dentist. Can he fix a deck? Change a (laughs) tire? You know, it's got to be something, you know, men want a woman that can make, some noodles. Can you <laughs> submit any type of yeah. job placement? Yeah. What do
0: you bring it to the table?
1: <laughs> what do you bring it to the table? That's right.
0: That's so good. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry I interrupted you. So you have five kids.
1: I right? do. I thought I we just had children. the one and the twins. What happened? You had no. some more. <laughs> so here's my math. If any mom with a bunch of kids can attest to this, my saying and my best friend who also has five children, we submit that it takes you to about two years to either officially say you're done Mm -hmm. or to get in the mood to have another. Uh By the time two years has gone past, you've taken a deep breath, things are quote unquote normal again. You know, the kid is old enough for the chicken nugget, you know, in the car seat type vibe where you're not as stressed out and the child is sleeping and stuff like that. So I had the twins, because there were two of them, it took me four years to bounce back. (laughs) So somebody uh, took all three kids. We went to a wedding in, in Manhattan for the weekend, oh. right? My actress mm-hmm. cousin got married and my husband just felt so good having a break. He was like, you know, we should have another baby. <gasps> I was like, listen, don't play with me. Either you want the baby or you don't want the baby. What when, was it going to be? So then we had uh, Micah, who is six now, and then a surprise five. That Ooh. means the only one that knew about this was God, uh-huh. and that is Levi. <laughs> so he was very much a surprise, and he's like a grown man in a three-year-old's body.
0: So we got three boys?
1: Four boys. Four boys. One so yes. the twins, little... you had
0: one boy, one girl twins.
1: Yes, I have boy-girl twins. Ooh. So she's smack in the middle.
0: Two older brothers and two younger. She's the princess. If you're the queen, she's the princess. Yeah,
1: she's, she's definitely a diva. Takes after her mom. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So y'all yes, are in absolutely. Alabama, and you said it's a three bedroom house. No, no, she's in Oklahoma. Yes,
1: no, she is not we in stay in a three bedroom. Alabama. So my my three older boys sleep in one room, and then my toddler sleeps with whoever he wants to sleep with. <laughs> so that could be. <laughs> So we, that most of the time, that's his big sister. Um, she likes it sometimes. Sometimes she doesn't like it. But he's he's going to bulldoze his way into whoever's bed. Yes, we need more space. We're looking for more space. But um, I've also found that we want to love where we are. Mm. And sometimes we are like, okay, is this where we want to settle? Do we want to? And so our church is, it's just geography. Our church is about 45 minutes from our house, right? The city that's in between the two is ridiculously expensive, like five times the rent that we pay here. So why would we, you know, right. I don't know. I, yeah, so we're we all feel Focusing that. more on debt freedom and stock options. Yes. <laughs> As <a result>. Priorities. <laughs> Priorities. Well,
0: and church is a big deal because your husband's a pastor.
1: He is. He is, but he's not a full time pastor. Right. Cause he runs a barbershop full time. Yes. Yeah. So, but the barbershop is what keeps everything going and the bills and everything. And so, you know, and he's also been one of those few not from this city entrepreneurs that has had a long lasting business. Wow. So he's cut multiple of the presidents from Tuskegee University. And, you know, he's kind of a community staple now. You know, so maybe one day we'll pack up and leave the state and never look back, but we're not there yet. Yeah. So that makes sense. Well, and the other thing that goes on in your
0: home is that you homeschool all those babies.
1: (gasps) I do. No, you don't, Christina. I do. Girl. Listen, I don't shine every day. So let's just. Some days I shine. (laughs) And some days it's like, just go outside or I'm going back to bed. And that's okay too. Yes. What made you decide to homeschool them? I mean, do you have days where you're like, you know, that public school is looking real good? A hundred percent. So I will tell you, um, especially after the twins, they were toddlers, you know, two, three, the idea of homeschooling literally gave me panic attacks, mm-hmm. yeah. literally like I'll be sitting in a restaurant with my husband and my three small children. And I would just think about them always being with me. And I would feel like I couldn't breathe. Yeah, So I was counting down to when (laughs) Rebecca's laughing.
0: I was counting down. I got you. She's saying the things I think. I'm like, praise the Lord. Somebody else thinks that too. No, because we experienced that in the pandemic. I can't breathe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I would literally sit there and say, I can't wait for you guys to go to preschool, pre-K. You got to go somewhere. You can't stay here with me. I was counting down. And I felt like God was telling me to homeschool my son. I was starting to see certain, you know, personality switches that I wasn't really feeling. And, you know, where we live, the school system is just not the best, right? It's just not a shiny school system. And so I did what I knew to do, which was to pull them out for kindergarten. Um, but I really had to go through a process, you know, of, of working on me. So there is a blogger, I think it's called the time warp wife. Yeah. Yes. So I, I read one of her blogs that literally changed my life and it was, it's called blueberries and rats. Okay. And it refers to the process of dealing with your motherhood anger. and frustrations and all these things so one of her kids runs in she's washing blueberries in the sink this little story she's washing blueberries in the sink he runs in from playing outside dunks his whole face in the sink and she's like oh my gosh she flips out why would you do that you see the work that I'm doing yada 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 she loses it and she compares having that type of anger to having rats in your cellar and she says that when you have rats in the cellar if you open the door slowly the rats have time to go and hide. So let's compare this to driving up to the school line and your child starts tripping, uh, pulling up at church, you got time to paint your good face on, you know, you have time to take a deep breath and perform for the world, right? Mm -hmm. How, you know, you're not going to act the way you do when you're at home sometimes. But if you open the door quickly to your pantry or your cellar or that dark basement, that's the time when you realize, oh my gosh, there are mice or rats in my cellar. And so she compared that to having motherhood anger, how, when you don't have time to put the game face on, Mm. when you're at the house and your child does something and you lose it quickly because you don't have time to fix it. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the true condition of sin in our heart. Wow. I know that'll get you right (laughs) there. and so I saw that I had an issue, right? That I had to work on my motherhood anger and I also had to work on communication with my children. So I had to tweak some things. You know, I had to dramatically adjust me because if my kids are wild and running and uncontrollable and I can't be with them because they're crazy, yeah, then that's not a reflection of them. Yeah. That's a reflection of me as a parent, Yeah, you know, that I don't, that my children are that unbearable, (laughs) you know what I mean? And I had to adjust myself. I had to get it together and now I help other moms get it together, but I had to do it on myself first. Yeah. That is
0: so good. No, it speaks so much like the condition of my heart as a mom. And I really think our listeners are going to connect with that, just thinking through that story and what happens in that split second moment. What's the mom that comes out when I don't have time to put my game face on? So, so true. And our homes, we have so much to do in our homes. I mean, seriously, we could be busy from sun up to sundown doing all the little things. It's also the place where, I mean, personally, I get distracted, right? Like you start a project and you're like, oh, I'm going to finish this today. And then like, Like an eighth of that project takes over and I get stuck there for 14 hours and I haven't gotten anything done. So tell us, what Mm -hmm. can we do to be more intentional about being productive in our homes?
1: There is a book, I know I'm a pothole of resources. So there's a book about home organization, Christian book I got at Lifeway back when they were open, um, called The House That Cleans Itself by Mindy Starnes Clark, okay. called The House That Cleans Itself. We'll put that in our and show notes this, for all our listeners. Yes. So in this particular book, I don't remember all of the things, but there is one principle that I teach religiously in regard to being intentional about how your home looks and how you feel in it. And she has something called the home base zone. Okay. OK, the home based zone, the home based zone is that spot in your house, that room or area where when it's clean, you feel clear and uh, relaxed and pure. And I can just see all optimism. OK, yes. but when it's cluttered the stuff is falling all over the place and there's stuff on every surface, you are frustrated. You feel anxious. You're wondering why your life is like that. Why did you even procreate in the first place? <laughs> all because they have your living room all messed up. <laughs> You know, so for me in my home, it's my living room, dining room area. But I think that every woman, every queen of the house has an area. It could be your closet, your bedroom, um, your hallway, you know, maybe walking down the hallway, you hate stepping on Legos and all the things. Yeah. You know, the, every woman has an area in her home where that's her home base zone. Yes. So I challenge clients and the like to find that space in your house and clean it up. I mean, make it look so good that you feel proud. Open the windows, wipe the surfaces. If you have piles of uh, mail and, you know, all the things that happen in in these places, move that stuff to somewhere else just for the purpose of having your home based on together, you know? And And once I have cleaned it the way it needs to be cleaned, it doesn't take me more than five to seven minutes to return it back to that original state. Right. That's so good. Every time. Or my kids to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that, that is something we abide by in this house. So Mm -hmm. my home
0: base space is the kitchen and living room. You know, it's kind of that communal space. And it's the first thing I see when I walk out of the bedroom is that big space. And so there are certain rules for those areas that my kids know, you know, are not true in the rest of the house, but like my kids are not allowed to bring toys into that living room. And if they get blankets out or they move the pillows, when they are done in there, they know they have to put all that stuff back because it's, it makes a difference for me. I need that one space that feels good. And so Christina, I'll go, if they leave, if they do leave stuff around that area, I'll just go and grab it and throw it in their rooms. You know, I don't even put it away correctly, (laughs) but I just need to be out of there. They can deal with their own rooms. I need my home Mm -hmm. base to feel good.
1: Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I think there has to be a resurrection of just a little bit of old school parenting, Mm. you know, where, you know, now we're kind of shunning and we've switched over to the millennial style of parenting, which is tell me your feelings (laughs) and let's talk about it and all this kind of stuff. (laughs) Well, we, you don't pay rent, so you pay no mortgage, you don't contribute on
0: the food, like clean my stuff up. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. You I just I mean? had like, that, conversation, that conversation, just had that conversation with my husband where I was like, babe, you got to connect with their feelings first. Like you can't just fix Why? it. You got to like ask them, does that hurt? Why does that hurt? And she just said, <laughs> no girl, old school. I know. No.
1: <laughs> my parents no. didn't ask me about my feelings growing up. No, we, not at all. No. And and then we critique that though. We say, well, that's why we are the way we are. It's because our parents didn't. Okay, listen, uh, aside from all of this, sometimes we go the other end of the spectrum, which right. is, you know, oh, you don't want to clean up. Let's talk about why you don't want to clean up. I don't care why you don't want to. I don't want to either. Nobody wants to, but that is a moot point. Now we kind of celebrate the more millennial style of parenting where it's like, let's share emotions and stuff. No, like, just go do what I said, and then we'll talk about all the other stuff later. Isn't
0: that good? Listen, (laughs) though. Listen, though. Okay. Because here's my question So, yes, my kids aren't paying rent. Okay. But I'm paying rent. So what happens when I want to talk about my feelings, right? And I'm getting burned out because I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm doing all the things. I have too many commitments. I probably haven't said good no's. I've taken Mm -hmm. on everybody else's burdens. And I just want to go hide in my closet and forget, Mm -hmm. you know, that there are people in this house. Like this is just my own Mm -hmm. little world. What do I do to make sure that my home is meeting my needs? Like so that I'm getting my feelings
1: heard and I'm feeling
0: I don't know like put together as a mom yeah supported mm-hmm.
1: yeah okay so i always like to have as they say a come to jesus moment mm, you know yes. so i've had to talk with my kids about let's let's rewind back okay how old is your son rebecca you, oh i have a freshman in high daughter. school
0: he's 14
1: okay oh, and yeah. i
0: have an 11 year old and an eight year old so i got two boys and a girl girl okay, we, we cool. were going so till we got a girl we were having babies yeah. till we had a girl so i was like let's just keep going because <laughs> we're gonna have a girl so praise the yes, Lord. She came
1: number three so I could stop. Okay. Yes, yeah. I got you. Okay. So there is the perspective of having the come to Jesus moment, the conversation. Okay. We can sit down together. Listen, I love you guys. You're so valued. I'm, I'm glad that you're my children. I think you're really dope people. You know, like, mm-hmm. I just think you're awesome. Um, in conjunction with that. I'm tired of cleaning up after you. <laughs> you're as big as I am. My 13-year-old is taller than me. I'm only 5'3", but he's taller than me. So it makes no sense that you get to click, click, clack on the phone or just go chill and play outside, live your best life. And I'm in here doing things for you when you're big enough. But I think there has to be that conversation where you have actually said what you think, right? How you feel. Then listen, I just don't feel like it's fair. Okay. Now there are somebody on my live last night said, listen, how do I discipline my 10 year old if they don't want to do or they come back with an attitude so i have had the conversation with my kids about tech right i have found whenever my children spend too much time on tech phones watching tv they are less compliant with Mm -hmm. the things that i ask them to do
0: yes okay now call
1: it i'm psycho mom or whatever but when i say it's time to homeschool or when i say it's time to do this i fully expect for you to pivot and go do what i've asked you to do you know so i found though that whenever they spend too much time in front of the screen they're less, they're less willing. They have a funkier attitude and stuff like that. So I've told them, listen, for this one particular moment, I'm from the show me state. So <laughs> your actions, uh, I need y'all to remember, I'm your parent. So as your parent, your actions are telling me that when you spend too much time doing this, you don't want to do what I've asked you to do. Mm-hmm. So my remedy to that is to take it away, to take that privilege away. You know, you can say it as calm. You know, you, listen, we're usually very emotional. It's the calmness that's going to scare them. They're uh-huh. to <laughs> lean in. Listen, <laughs> your actions are telling me, you know, your actions are saying to me as your parent that when you have too much of this, this makes you less, less uh, happy with a good attitude to go clean up or to do the things like I've asked, you know. And it's really one, one plus two is three. If you can't do what I asked you to do with a good attitude, then that means I have to start taking away privileges. And I think kids of today feel like everything they have is they're supposed to have it. No, friend.
0: That's right, that's right.
1: I can take that away just as quick as I gave it to you. Yes. mm -hmm. Yeah, and I remind them, the government says I have to give you three things, a place to live, a a bed to sleep in, right? Um, Clothes to wear, food to eat. Those are my requirements. (laughs) Everything else is luxury. (laughs)
0: That's so good. I love it. And I love what you said that we do this kind of family meeting, this kind of come to Jesus in a calm moment when we feel calm, when we feel confident, when we know what we're going to say and that we get out ahead of it because I think so much what's happening in our homes is we get to the burnout point and then we lose it, mm-hmm. right? We get mm-hmm. angry, we erupt, and our kids are like, <gasps> you know, and so then they yeah. go and do the things real quick because they know that mom's on a tirade, mm-hmm. but it every time it cycles back to that because we've never sat them down, and I think that there's so much hope when we do that, when we have the family meeting, and our if you, know, if you do have a husband that he's there too and, and he's on the team, so that when they are stepping out of line and they aren't helping, that you just circle back to that and say, "Do you remember what we talked about?" And mm-hmm. it's not sh- it's not getting them as- by surprise, right? Oh, that I mean that yeah. speaks to me because I do tend to er- erupt. Yes, <laughs> yes. Listen, last night and my eight-year-old out. <laughs> my yeah. eight-year-old goes up to her dad and she goes, "Dad, I'm going to ask you this question because I think mom's having a rough day."
1: <laughs> that was code. Like, uh, "Mom, are you okay? Do you need a nap?" You know I
0: mean? Yes. I need to drive away. I'm going to do what Christina says. I need to run away from my house for yeah, a few minutes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But that's and so the, good. That's so good. The challenging part is always, we have to come back home after the runaway, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where, you know, I'm, I'm an advocate. I push for mom retreats and staycations and, you know, going away, even if you're just eating ice cream in the Dairy Queen parking lot. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. But then as women of God, as Queens of our home, we have to look at it, you know, like the army commercial where, you know, they see everything is exploding. Everyone is running away from the explosions, but there's this very select group of people that's running towards the chaos. Mm. And we as mothers, as godly mothers, as teachers and leaders, we have to be willing to run towards the loudness and the chaos and say, I'm going to organize this because I even though I go eat ice cream in the Dairy Queen parking lot, I still have to come home after that. And I have to have some strategic things in place so that my home is peaceful. And when I wanna lay down and take a nap or shower alone, I can do that. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why, you know, kids should be walking in on mom and she just naked or boy number two. You know, nowhere else in your world can you do this. Nowhere else in your life when you grow up can you walk in on people naked. You'll go to prison. So let's start now at five with teaching you to knock on the door while I'm in the shower. No, you can't come in. <laughs> it's so- Unbelievably good. <laughs> I think she listened to our last podcast. when yeah. Kate was like, her older
0: son walked in, and I was like, "Listen, you gotta stop that madness. All right, it's time for him to know boundaries it has to stop." I love yeah. that. No, and honest, I'm gonna be real honest with you. That kind of got me a little bit because I've never told them, "Don't come mm. in the bathroom." I've never, and I need to tell them it's time. Yeah. I mean, my youngest is five now, and I need to tell them because, yeah, I I'm gonna say to them, <laughs> "You could go to prison if you do this anywhere else." <laughs>
1: You know, even in kindergarten, they teach them, you wait until the other person comes out to go in so they can learn these boundaries or these placements as five and six-year-olds. But I will not lie. I did the Rebecca (laughs) pop-off at least two or three times (laughs) where they just walked in and came to ask me for stuff. And I think I got like a half empty bottle of shampoo (laughs) and I threw it at the door, close the door. And that was the last... I got good mad because you know where can I go in the house where you guys are not going to come and track me down but I had to teach them like Kate said I had to talk to them about this is a request and a requirement of mine yeah so on an easier thing if you're coming into the bathroom to ask me for something the answer is instantly no Mm -hmm. because I'm in the bathroom Mm -hmm. yeah Whatever you're asking for, the mm-hmm. answer is no, because I'm in my bubble right now. Right. You know, as long as I'm in my bubble, the answer's no. That's right. And, that's and it helps instantly.
0: So if you want to get a yes, you better wait. Yeah, that's you good. You have to wait. Yeah. Yes. Hey, Christina, from now on, we're going to call it the Rebecca pop-off. No, what? I'm getting famous for stuff that is not good. Okay. Listen, Rebecca (laughs) pop-off. Yeah, Yeah, the Rebecca pop-off. I love it. Yes. I feel like we could talk to you all day. I think there are so many amazing nuggets. Our mamas are going to listen to this episode and be like, I needed that. I needed that, you know, boundaries and it's okay. And I have to be able to be my best self who God has called me to be. And so I can be strategic and intentional in these things in my home and in my family I just love that I think all of our moms are going to
1: want to connect with you and hear more from you so tell us how do they connect with you well they can find me on Instagram or Facebook at the momathon diaries or you can hop over to my website runningamomathon.com for uh, more info about me coaching and all the other awesomeness that comes with the movement well,
0: and the awesomeness that comes with you. We just think you are fantastic. I hope that when we hear this back, I mean, Rebecca and I have laughed so much, so I hope that d- that does not interfere. Thank you, ladies. You are Thank a you joy. so much. I
1: have fun. You are a gem.
0: You are a gem. And I love how real you are. And you're so willing to say, look, I did have a pop-off moment, but here's what, yes. if I could go back, this is what I would say. This is the right way to do it. Yeah. I love that you share both those times when you're like, man, I'm not proud of that moment. But then, hey, you know what? We can do this. We can go. talk to the Lord and say, look, work on me, God, because I want to be the best mom I can be for my
1: kids. Absolutely. And you know, God will, he's faithful. And just to show us our mirror, you know, I, one time my kids were just yelling and going back and forth and God was like, you know, they sound like you. And I said, (gasps) okay. So then I had to work it out. Mm -hmm. Years later now, you know, we have these, these pillars that we institute into our daily journey. Um, but, you know, God is faithful to show us ourselves, yes, you know, so is. that we can be better and be the women that he's called us to be.
0: Yes. Well, thank you so much, Christina, for being here. Our moms are going to love you and we'll see you soon. Bye. Okay, so I have tears in my eyes from talking to her still. My face hurts from laughing and smiling so hard. I hope that she didn't think we were crazy because we were just (laughs) on the other side of that screen just laughing our heads off at everything. She said she was so funny. So funny, and it was just – it felt so real and freeing and true and practical. You know, it wasn't all these, like, pie-in-the-sky ideas. It was like, you know – show me state. I'm going to need you to show me. I'm going to need you to show me that you can do what I say. She did. She had so many things that I thought, oh my goodness, I could do that. I could walk away today with that nugget and I can actually do that in my home today. So my one thing is telling the kids they are not allowed to come in my bathroom. Listen, (laughs) I know that may seem small, but why have I not told them this at this point? I mean, my youngest kid is five Mm -hmm. and I don't walk in on them when they're in the bathroom, you know? I think my boys lock the door. I think like they lock me out but I don't lock them out okay yeah and so why am I not expecting the same kind of boundaries and respect from them you know I need to be able at this point to shower in private you know (laughs) I have these glass shower doors and they come in and I'm like oh my gosh here I am here's your biology lesson for anatomy lesson for the day you know and I just need to be able to tell him this is no You know, I liked what she said about even kindergartners learn like you wait for the person to come out and you don't just walk in. And that's so true. I don't know why I didn't think they could actually do that in my own house. No, but it's, you know, looking at the things that are wearing you out as a mama and saying, okay, wait, let's get out ahead of this. You know, let's be strategic. And that does wear me out when I'm trying to get dressed or just have a moment where I just want to be able to go to the bathroom and. That's kind of a private moment for me. For sure. For sure. But I have shared that with my kids now for 13 years. And it is okay for me to say. It's a new season in the Henderson house. Yes. It's called a private season. (laughs) What is your one thing? (laughs) So I loved her. She had this great little quote that I told you I'm going to put in my house. It says, if you can swipe up, you can clean up. Uh So I had this whole conversation with Greg the other night because I just felt like I was trying to do the job. You know, the nine to five job that I get paid for. And then I was coming home and doing all the same amount of things that I did when I didn't have a job. Yes. And I just told him, I said, I don't feel like I can do it all. And so one of the things we talked about was laundry. And when she said that, it really just resonated with me. My kids can do their laundry. Yep. They really can. Yeah. They are smart. They do things on the computer I don't understand. They make good grades. They play sports. Like, if they can learn all those things, they can learn how to do laundry. Yes. And I, as a mom, have got to figure out how to delegate uh-huh. my mom responsibilities to my kiddos that are perfectly capable of doing it so that I can have more time to do the things that are important to me. Yes. Yes. And to spend time just caring and loving for them instead of always feeling like I'm having to do something for them, right? And barking orders and stuff because we get worn out. I love that. I think this episode is going to be so freeing for our moms, and that they there's so many things you know that they can go ahead and just do right now. Yes, you know, it's not some crazy hard thing. They don't have to go buy anything. No, they can make their home better, simpler, more peaceful right now. And I just love that. And she did say that one thing about finding that place in your home that was, what did you call it? Your home, home zone, your home, home base, base uh-huh. where it's that place in your home. Like if you could have one spot in your house that yeah. was straight and clean because it made you feel refreshed and excited. Yes. That that could be a space that you could kind of claim for yourself and say, okay, kids, this is going to be that space in our home and we're not going to bring toys in here. And if you do come in here and enjoy yourself, you're going to clean up after yourself. I don't think I have that space in my home. And I think I need to figure out where that is and make that a priority. I love that. Hey moms, we want to connect with you about all the things we're talking about here. So make sure to go follow us at gather moms. And today, if you loved this episode, which we know that you did, would you share it with a mom? Just shoot her a text with the link um, so that she could be blessed too. We love you guys, and we'll talk to you next time.
1: Bye-bye.